Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast Infused with Hip Hop I am Wood Told you You're not getting what you're looking for Until we handle business You stay classy internet (laughs) I'm Suave Burgundy Let's just start it with the applause then (laughs) Today Yeah just I mean Figure it out fam Today Wait, wait, you say what? <laughs> we don't deal with accusations and most definitely not false accusations. Right on, Ross. Today is Friday, September the 8th. Give our Lord. Give our Lord. I said, give our Lord. Give our Lord. 20 and 20. Tree. We convenient bring me your dinner bucket. Let the church say. Hey. Man. There it is. Man, uh pay-per-views abound, premium live events abound. Erwar. Drama abound. No Erwar. DJ. Uh where I mean Punk. Like obviously in Chicago missed all out. Like it's uh it's a wrap. Like he's done. It's official on um what's the Friday? Rampage. Friday show Rampage. Uh Tony Khan came out, addressed the local Chicago crowd in person. And then Oh, he did it on Rampage too? No, he did it on Collision. Rampage was pre-taped. Yeah, on yeah, Collision. my bad. There you on go. Collision Saturday night he came out and addressed the um the live crowd who booed him for six minutes straight. Hard. Then, Pause. He, then at the beginning of Collision, there was a pre-tape where he explained himself and dug a hole I don't think you can come back from. <laughs> uh, and, and, it is, and it has nothing to do with who he fired. Because later in the show, I, I do have a game I want to play. And it's going to help people understand why I and we think about this the way we do. But... um. Yeah, Kanos Kanos had the upper hand and I think he fumbled the bag. I, well, I know he fumbled the bag, but I also think he fumbled the play. So in classic Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> form. The only team in the NFL to not have a championship belt from WWE, but I digress. <laughs> Look, I think that was a mutual call. I absolutely feel like that was a mutual call. There's nothing about Jacksonville or Kanos or anybody involved that says we want our team on WWE merchandise and vice versa. Like everyone knows what the <laughs> everyone knows what could happen. I think WWE because their Stanford is super petty would be in a position to say, "Sure, we'll put Jacksonville on on a belt because people are going to buy it and then either take it to Jacksonville Jaguar games or if you're like me, and like to be a, a disturber and an advocate of chaos, you take it to an AEW show. Hmm. <laughs> you gonna make me put the belt away and it's got Jacksonville Jaguars logo on it? Would, wouldn't it be something if WWE releases that belt with a black spray painted X across the front of it? Now that's <laughs> now see that's see when you want to start a war and you want to start set tripping, that's the kind of stuff you need to do. <laughs> or or even or even better yet, funnier a why. <laughs> Or what if, what if you what if you alter the logo and take pull all the teeth out of the Jaguar's mouth? 
see you see you see what i'm saying like if you really wanted to get active there's a lot of stuff you could do see this is why for a nominal fee oh soon to be a phenomenal fee we will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate we like the kind that jingles but prefer the kind that folds of the church say sell me mine there it is see like i still i still got that trigger finger <laughs> it's real itchy yeah because look you can't yeah we you can't cash at me no more <laughs> that's a, no more that's a wrap now, now after you coin that phrase it's done Zell, yeah sell me mine and to <laughs> look cash app got issues and situations going on then you've already said cash app is for the pores uh, i've seen all i've seen online all they say is that cash app is for people without a bank account at this point, I, who am I to argue? I, I'm out. You, you obviously have to have a bank account to use Zelle, so just understand that. Sell, just sell me mine. When when these uh, when these cash apps, re, re, cash app requests dry up, just understand that I'm, I'm on the other side over here. I'm in Stanford. <laughs> the only difference is there's a cap on how much you can send via Zelle in one day, send or receive, and then there's a larger sum that you can send or receive via cash app. Ask me how I know. Well, I, I know that too, but I stay away from those type of transactions now. I prefer to do those hand to hand if I have to, and that's only if I have to. But I got a lot of cards that say I, I don't have to. I don't want to have to count this money in your face because you, some people don't understand. I was taught when someone gives you cash money, you count it in front of them so you know what to thank them for. Because it is an army, but yet a navy. <laughs> oh, shouts out to BG on the release. He free. Him home. Speeches is going, look, I, I only have one request. One. Scratch that, two. <laughs> I need a Manny Fresh, Fresh produced BG album. Uh-oh, one last go That's round. What? Price just went up. It ain't gotta be a last go round, but I need a 100% Manny Fresh produced BG album. That's one. Here's number two. Not sure which one you think is more done, but Essence Fest 2024. Ooh. Hot Boys Reunion. Ooh. All of them? I will go. All, all of them. I will go if they do that. Wayne, Turk, Juvie, BG, both big timers, and Slim backstage. That's That's wild. I'd be with that. These are my demands. <laughs> like, 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 like a bad negotiation. I will, I will release the hostages. <laughs> my demands are men. Get, get this man his Hot Boys reunion. That's it. I and, want an album and the concert. I and, want an and all 100,000 people concert. in New Orleans will be free. Without incident. Allegedly. This is you know, we starting to dig a hole now. now we're <laughs> Scratch that about demands being met. There are no hostages. No one's being held against their will. We just have some things we want to see. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all. All right. So um, let, since we talk about Chicago and and all out, let's uh, yeah back back to CM Punk because it's gonna take a while. It is. It is. Um, Ricky Starks 
was obviously Got- earmarked for a feud with CM Punk and had to settle with a storyline suspension to come back to take on a dragon. Which, that man has the luck of Ben Simmons. <laughs> which we thought was Ricky Steamboat, which turns out to be a returning Brian Danielson with a metal rod in his forearm that was fractured back at the beginning of the summer. At What was that? What pay-per-view was that? Was that Double or Nothing? Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. See that fast? I forgot about Forbidden Door too. Forbidden Door against Okada. I mean, there's been a lot of these. We talked about it right before we got to this stretch of the summer. We were like, it's a lot of pay-per-views in a short span. And Forbidden Door happened. Then it seemed like there was a longer stretch between that and the next one. Then you get two back-to-back in two weeks. And then they, they announced a new one to get added to the AEW calendar. Wrestle Dream in October. That sounds like... It sounds like Forbidden Door is what it sounds like. It what it sounds like. It sounds like Japanese. Um, sounds like Japanese adult films <laughs> centered around wrestling. That's what it sounds like. Oh boy! <laughs> Look, if I ain't gonna do nothing else on this episode, I'm going to be honest, and this, I'm gonna pull this... no punches. Ain't nobody dropped no check on us. No Listen. one has zelled us ours. For us to talk about you glowingly. I'm in the passenger seat for this one, Doc. I know you got a lot of smoke this week. All I'm saying is, like, we got to start doing right. So, where you pick where you want to start. We got all out. We have it's, it's finished the all out conversation. Jack Perry gone. He we sus- finished the all out conversation. That oh, paper damn. was exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's, it's the it. longest episode of Dynamite ever. We paid for it because that's what we do. We talk with our money, so we have the right to say this. I would be remiss if I didn't say uh, great job to gang, uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, it's not much you can you can do going up against, like a, being a super heavyweight, going up against a super heavyweight. Both of them have legendary status in the game. Uh, Shane Taylor is so underrated. Joe is going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I hope Shane does, too. Uh, is, is too. He is a Hall of Famer already. It's just not official. And uh, and Shane Taylor will will get that Ring of Honor Television Championship soon. I just don't. I'm I'm, a, I'm actually anxious to see what the reviews look like for that particular match. I liked it mainly because well, one is gang. It's gang versus gang, so I win no matter what. where the gang goes. The, the gang, gang goes. Yes, indeed. There there was actual fighting going on. There were actual strikes being thrown. These are two. These two. Two of the hardest hitters in the history of the business. And everything made sense, including the finish. It was brutality. There was real wrestling. There was modern striking. You even had a. a It was a grounded match. It was a Shane Taylor has an aerial game. Very little know that, but Shane Taylor has an aerial game. Joe has a little bit of an aerial game, and And he put a he put a little on display, just enough. just enough because you i mean who wanted to see them fly nobody they wanted to see them kill each other exactly nobody wanted to see a bunch of planches from them too and i i I must admit i was i was taken aback when he when he took that l but man it was it was what i expected it was it was the match that we wanted to see and i thought that uh, taylor had a chance of actually going over and getting that belt but he'll he'll do it in due time he looked great and it wasn't a cheap L. That's it. That's your show. 
and as far as All Out is that, that, Did you have anything else from All Out? Nope, that's your show. That's it. That's your show. Back on this punk stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you release a man. Let me, let's back up. Tony Khan stated that he had never in his professional career felt that his life was in danger. He verbalized this. Fam. For the world. Fam. With people like William Morrissey, Lance Archer available, on, on a milk carton, but available nonetheless. Shane Taylor. Uh, supposed, and, I, and I'm going to throw it out there, more than likely, locker room leader Samoa Joe, as we've been reading. Samoa Joe was there because it was right before Punk and Joe's match. They were both in the in that general vicinity. These are heavies with legitimate pedigree. If for no other reason, they'd save you to save their own wallet. I mean, you, you got to protect the bag. At secure, all times. Secure the bag at all times. Like Floyd said, protect yourself at all times. That's protecting yourself at all times. When you protect the man mm-hmm. with the money. Whether he uh-huh. was in, whether he was in the line of fire or not, if he felt that that strongly, hire a heavy. They're literally looking at you. I'll keep it G for the sake of you know time conversation and the fact that we have you know very important things that we we need to be doing. This is all legal jargon. Kano saying that he feared for his life and he had never been that scared before. And even the statement, I fired Phil Brooks with cause. This is all laying groundwork for what they feel like will be the eventual litigation. You're just, you're laying a foundation to be able to defend your actions in court. Because quite honestly, where else is this gonna go? Not to dampen the mood of the show, but anytime I hear the words, quote, feared for my life, unquote, it's usually having to do with the police involved shooting. Yes. Because once upon a time, a very wise uh, legal counsel, um, while teaching us about firearm safety and when when to and when what circumstances under which you can discharge your firearm, gave us the, the, the pro tip that says, if you <laughs> verbally and vocally exclaim that you fear for your life before ch- discharging your weapon, it works tremendously in your favor. I'm being accosted. I fear for my life. Pow. That's it. Whole lot of whole lot of choppers on you. That's it. That's all you have to say. And it seems it seems like your sins waist. have been absolved. Aim below the waist, at least for the first shot. <sighs> Meanwhile. There's uh, the lowest ratings in Collision history. Mind you, Collision's barely a few months old. Right. <clears throat> Not even three for that matter. And I'll, I'll, the show ahead. the show was built around CM Punk. You Being fire the, the person that you build an entire show around who actually had a hand in this show. And you have the lowest ratings in history. Now, granted, your health is not more is not less important than the person who's helping you bring in a bag. 
But man, it sure does help. So uh, WrestleOps um, reports that the opening quarter of this past Saturday's episode of AEW Collision drew 472,000 viewers after Tony Khan announced that he fired CM Punk, 89,000 people tuned out, down to 383,000 viewers, a loss of 19% of the audience. The show went below 250,000 viewers by the end of the final full quarter. Okay, I understand and some people will stand on it and say, it's all because of punk. Me attempting to be the voice of reason in all this, I'm gonna say it's partially punk. The other part of it is we knew this was coming. It's college football season. You taking a bet? I'm not watching a live collision probably the rest of the year. Just not. It's getting DVR'd. Especially after the and, very and the very first game we got in the national eye on a large scale like local network television syndicated what could possibly be one of the biggest upsets in college football history for week one an unranked team beat the second place the second the runner up to the national championship the number 17 ranked team at the time who's no longer in the top 25 who has been replaced by this team shouts out to coach, coach prime and the colorado buffs Coach Prime, every line shine neon. No love for a crooked man raising Dion. Hey. I know a guy that said that. Prime. He's right there. I mean, you know, I do what I can with this pen. Prime. Really, no I, iPhone notepad, but who's splitting hairs? Prime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I won't blame Punk totally. Well, I won't put it all on the fact that people were revolting about Punk. Um, it's also you're going head to head with um with a with WWE payback. Oh, oh, awful, awful move. I know that's your I I know that's your time slot. Pay, WWE's calendar, their pay per view calendar gets put together usually six months to a year in advance. Like the rest of the year is already ironed out. We actually know where the Royal Rumble is going to be. Uh, I don't think of uh, Elimination Chamber tickets have gone on sale yet. Uh, WrestleMania tickets, we, where I know the story behind that. And hell, what's after that? Judgment Day. I mean, you knew when you picked a Saturday time slot that WWE had moved to Saturdays. This was going to be a reoccurring thing. So I'm not going to say that they should have changed, but that's something you have to think about before you say, okay, our third show in our content catalog what day are we going to put it on you made the conscious decision to go against the worldwide leader well that's all you've been doing (laughs) like that's what i keep talking about you got all this stuff going on in your locker room you got all this stuff going on with your television and you can't stop trolling stanford nxt to tuesdays was checkers fam Like you don't want to take away from from your who's next. Like you don't want the world to not be able to <laughs> see who's next. You know the superior product is going to come with more with more brand recognition. The biggest issue that I've had with WWE's product since probably about 2013 2014 is that even though you had NXT as a brand as an actual competing brand, number one, it was on YouTube at the time. 2013 is pre-WWE Network. We're a year away from the network around that time. And 
the, the people that you had coming up, if they were indie stars, they more than likely didn't have their name. So who are you who are you building? Like you're making people know name me five people in NXT right now, Suave. You know I can't because I don't watch. Why don't you watch? Wait, Carmelo. Oh, wait, I take that back. Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, Von Wagner, the Creed Brothers. That's five. Of those, okay. two of those are second generation. And I know all of them because either they've been on the main shows or I've caught clips of them on social media. I'll do you one better, Swab. The one thing they all have in common, except for Carmelo Hayes, is the fact that they all watched, they all were on the last episode that you watched. Were they? See, I yes. Don't that was that was when the Skittle was invented. Oh, well, okay. That was the last episode because the Creed Brothers were in Diamond Mine. You, you already knew about Braun Breaker, and Braun Breaker went against Von Wagner for the uh, for the first for the first main. Actually, Von Wagner was inserted into the main event as a uh, as a four way on the okay. on the first episode of the Skittle. So that's why you know those names because they're the last names you remember. Outside of that, you probably couldn't name anybody. I don't know who I, I know. Tiffany Stratton is the women's champion, but I only know that because she was on Raw. That is Joe Gacy. There's another one. Look. And I was I was a huge Gacy fan and it evolved, man. Not gone, gone, <laughs> gone. I mean, I don't know which grand opening, grand closing, but this is this is the result of when someone is making moves to one up you versus making moves to garner success for themselves. I have never in my life been the type of person who is more concerned with your success than mine. A hundred plus people on this roster. And you have the EVPs. You had CM Punk. You've got Brian Danielson, John Moxley, who have WWE pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, Samoa Joe saying mm-hmm. Maxwell Jacob Friedman's carrying your company as a de facto face. Not even a not even a whole face, a de facto face, because the because the uh, the the last uh, the last storyline he was in with Adam Cole, baby. He's not a pillar anymore. He's the foundation. The bidding war of twenty twenty four. I really think we're gonna. Uh, I, I don't think it. I actually don't think it exists anymore. Unless Max is you know, Max playing his cards really well. The devil. I don't know if that's a thing. He's the devil. By the by, the time that comes around, we'll see the devil again, and he will be cheered for we'll doing see. devilish stuff. I'm not talking about the stuff on camera. I'm talking about the actual check that's gonna come. Because mm. I don't I don't know if when they renegotiated and brought everything back together that that was one number one if it was or wasn't a work. Number two, if there was more time tacked on for more money. Considering he's how just, much, considering how much work he's he's done more work since June than he has the entire year. So more money is absolutely probably a thing. I don't. I'm. I would think he's smart enough to have negotiated more money without adding more time, because time is his leverage. And there's not the much. Money, the, that that yeah. six months is going to come faster than we know it. Yeah, the money is the money, but the time is what his leverage is. 
So, so I mean, we'll see. Like I said, we got six months. So let's go back here real quick. Today, again, is the 8th. The firing happened, I'm going to say the 1st. Would that, would that be safe? I think it actually happened before that. Okay. Because the, annou- the announcement was made on the 2nd. Okay. I, I I was told that, well, I've read and got reports that was kind of, kind of led to the fact that they knew what was going on by Dynamite Wednesday. Because allegedly there was a pitch for a meeting between people in the front office and the now fired party that it just didn't work out. And because that meeting never happened, it made it, I guess, much easier for things to go the route that they did. So riddle me this, please, with 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 what I've given you and what you've seen. What date would you anticipate that the earliest he would have been fired would have been? I need a number. Yeah. The earliest, I'll give you Tuesday the 29th of August. So all in happened on the 27th. Yep. I think by Tuesday, they had already made a decision. Okay. Whether whether they told anybody about it, I think internally that decision had been made by Tuesday. Here's a, here's a dangerous game. If by chance... It happened the same day, which is the twenty seventh. The twenty seventh, yeah, twenty seventh. You know what? Ninety days from the twenty seventh of August is what? November the twenty fifth. What is November the twenty fifth? Survivor Series. Sheesh. In Chicago. Nobody's that dumb. At all, state. Nobody's that stupid. Nobody. Well, here's here's the other is before we before there, oh we get there's into more that, there's more okay go ahead cook cook let him cook hypothetically speaking it happened on the twenty seventh right okay well so you said the 29th I'm sorry hypothetically speaking it happened on the 29th you know what ninety days from the 29th is what the deal November twenty seventh which is a Monday in Chicago. More than likely, because typically they do the big four pay-per-views and have the following Raw in the same building as the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Monday Night yeah, Raw, it's, 90 it's days. Usually sold, as, usually sold as a package deal unless the, the big five pay-per-views in a stadium and then they go to the biggest arena the next night. Even if you just let this man do the one thing that has happened to WWE more often than not. Well, it only happened once, I remember. But it happened. And it has happened to the NWA, which is the trashing of belts on television. WWE has never been afforded the luxury of being able to trash somebody else's belt on their television program. Here's an opportunity to do so on Monday, November 27th, year of Valoa 2023. Amen. Amen. So, um, there's so many different directions to go off of this. I know so, you, I, you. I know you weren't expecting that one, but go ahead. I wasn't. But um, as far as when he was let go, there's also a question in the air because I saw somebody slip up and report it. I won't say who because 
their batting average is trash. <laughs> That's all Report- cap. <laughs> Reportedly, Punk may have quit before he got fired. Ooh. Because, like, okay. I did see something that he was yelling. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what and further what further went along to make me think that that might be true is the other party in this altercation or one of the other parties in this altercation only got suspended indefinitely in like a, a far removed separate press release from the the um the grandiose public service announcement that Phil Brooks had been fired that led me to believe that Punk wasn't fired for the fight itself he was fired for the conversation and the interaction that he had with his boss right after coupled with a previous incident in which he was indefinitely suspended while being injured which which happened at Brawl Out last year. Right. So f- for those keeping score, Punk is 2-0 and in backstage fights. 0-2 um, t- in the UFC. He's had two summers of Punk in AEW. And both of them have ended the same way. At the he's same all- show, damn near. He's all- <laughs> <laughs> he is 0-2 in... in uh, wait, what's his UFC record? Is it 0-2? 0-2. Or, uh, one- Okay, 0-2 in UFC, 2-0 in backstage fights in AEW. Both situations, he used his words. People who received those words did not receive them well and chose to approach him in a confrontational manner. The confrontation escalated to that of a physical nature. Both of those parties were, you know, basically served their L's, hot in a takeout box. FAFO. FAFO. <laughs> so that's that part. There's there's no there's nothing to debate about that. Those are facts. That just happened. One group ran up on him in his locker room, got served. Another guy tried to be cute. He got served. Keep in mind, you may lose in a mixed martial arts contest, but the one thing that you have that most people don't is a mixed martial arts background. When you lose in a mixed martial arts contest. <laughs> you do not have the fear of letting your hands go. At all. <laughs> None whatsoever. So, And because of Punk's UFC background, they use it to troll him, but then they also use it to call him a bully. It's like, because you can fight, you picking on people that bring the smoke to you is you being a bully. I hate to bring him up as a common denominator in these problems because he it just pops up when there's an issue they spatter his name and i wasn't there so i can't talk one way or the other but i will say this but there at, is a video supposedly at one at what point well we won't see it anytime soon thanks to litigation uh, that might be the reason you see it because when discovery happens everything comes out when it comes out we yeah exactly it'll be because of litigation but not before then if, okay, I'll tell you this: if there is a no, if there is a no compete clause, and someone is trying to either enforce it or work around it, litigation will start a lot sooner than you think. What are the odds? What are the, what are the odds that someone like Tony Khan is so ballsy that he just failed to include a no compete? 
Because no one has left AEW. Um, oh, actually, no one's been ha, ha, no, no one's, one's been, been fired. fired. Right, people have had their contracts expire. No the, one's been fired. The only the only person that I, I can think of that was quietly released was um, uh, Boudreaux. Parker Boudreaux. Yeah, his deal expired and they signed him right back. Was that right back? Oh, he. So his deal. Ex- I didn't realize his deal had expired. He must have had a really Not short one. deal. Maybe like yes. a six month deal, something like that. It was. I mean, he wasn't even working TV. He was working dark before they shut that situation down on YouTube. He was working dark, but then he showed up as part of the Mogul Affiliates, so he was technically working TV. I mean. At that point, you just made it to TV and you're in a non-speaking role and not wrestling. That is something you could probably be on a six-month deal for that. Like, if you do well at this, we'll bring you back. Meanwhile, here's WWE and NXT trying to figure out how to repackage not Lesnar. Look, you just got to be careful about the tattoos because too many more distinct tattoos, it's going to be rough trying to get back up up that ladder. And and your man, what's his name? Getzman or uh, what, 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 Trench? Yeah, he, he, he's... Oh, Triple A? Man, yeah, he's not, he's not marketable. He's, he's not, he's not... Those tattoos aren't even palatable. I don't even know how he made it to AEW television looking like that other than the fact that nobody else looks like that. I mean, he's got a future in prison movies. <laughs> Keep up. He might have a future in prison. Hashtag. Everybody chill. Everybody chill. The man can actually play baseball, and he does have a couple of advantages that he hasn't completely tattooed over. Hashtag Florida man. Very much so. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think this is even his last shot in AEW. I think if he goes somewhere, gets some more season, he's actually able to work a little more. He can work his stock back up. So it's not. It's never over for guys like that. Because it's never over for guys like that until they say they're done. Because there are certain people who are still out here putting boots on the canvas that probably should have been selling insurance. So, but back to your belt thing. Yeah, okay. So I forgot about that that fast. Because we got a lot of stuff. My my attention spans on that right now. So go ahead. Now you good? So with with the whole belt situation. You have a lot of different options about what you can do if in the in the event that there is a non-compete that expires right around Survivor Series, or there's just not uh, not enough. There's no non-compete at all. The obvious one that I've been seeing is everyone saying CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. On the surface, not something I'm looking for. Nah. I don't think either I don't think Punk cares who he works with I don't think Roman really has a desire or a need except for this Stamford is the pettiest place on earth so if you were going to bring CM Punk in allow him to cut his pipe bomb promo in <laughs> in conjunction with setting up a Roman Reigns match which would probably end up happening in Royal Rumble, not as not a Survivor Series. You would debut him at Survivor Series. He would possibly like show up at the end of whatever match Roman's having. He'll cut a couple of his pipe bomb. He'll cut the pipe bomb, bomb promo. Then everything else will be towards building a match, which is for my money, Royal Rumble. And here's what's crazy. 
Okay. As, as much as you don't like the idea of that match, you know who's going to sell that match? Oh. The one person that they both have in common, Paul Heyman. Give him and the that, stick, it's over. And that is why that's the only other reason I want it to happen. Because at some point, if Roman's going to go away and Roman's going to lose, the GOAT's going to need something to do. So if the GOAT needs something to do, who better to do it with than the guy he made history with the first time? Those are just lines of symmetry. That's just synergy working. However, in the match with Roman, because Punk will show back up with the championship or a replica or a reasonable facsimile thereof, <laughs> or I just had this thought, what title was Jack Perry carrying up until All In? The FTW title? Who's to say Punk doesn't show up with an FTW or Ooh. an FTE championship? <laughs> In black and gold? <laughs> I'll take two, please. <laughs> but show up with whatever belt you want. But proclaim yourself as the real world champion, a la Ric Flair in 1991 90. and two. Was it the end? Of, I thought it was the end of ninety when that started. Because he was in, the, wasn't he in the Rumble might, in ninety one? It, it might be. It might be. He he was definitely there for ninety one. Um, he didn't wrestle in, on any pay per views in ninety, so that's why it skipped right. for me about exactly. Yeah, it was straight. It was straight TV promos from from Heenan for about six weeks. Yeah. Oh, because, like, I think um, you don't actually see Flair until what? Because they're still they're still doing this in, like, SummerSlam 91. Heenan's still carrying around the belt at SummerSlam 91 in MSG. Because he ran up on Hogan's locker room. Like, I, I remember these pay-per-views like nobody's business. <laughs> that's your, that's your bag. That's my bag. He showed up to Hogan's locker room with the belt got the door slammed in his face, dropped the title. Like, Flair still wasn't wrestling it. So, your guess is as good as mine. Plus, we, this is still back in the, in the ages of there's only four pay-per-views a year. Yeah, like, so so that you, you might be right. There might have been all 91 because um, he wasn't in the Rumble in 91. He was in the Rumble right. in 92. Bingo, bango. So, um... Yeah, a la Ric Flair, have the real world champion situation. You give it a little time to talk it up. Um, I don't think you would necessarily have Punk wrestle anybody. I mean, you could, but I feel like this is a six-month situation. He's going to show up, probably do some business leading up to a match with Roman, and then everything else is about setting up his WrestleMania opponent. However... You have a lot of different different ways you can play with this once it happens. My first one, if you weren't, if you didn't have any funny business going on, is to just have Roman win. Roman wins. They go. They go title for title. Roman wins. So now Roman gets to carry around whatever version of the real world championship that Punk shows up with. So now you've trolled Kanos out of an Infinity Stone. Because if he gets to walk around with the AEW championship with a massive X spray painted on it cancel Christmas <laughs> I'd rub that in like sunscreen <laughs> done deal cancel Christmas grand opening grand closing and if there's, there's no, if there's no property clause on it then he can 
regardless, like you said, we're in an era of 4K. This doesn't even matter that he has the authentic championship that he won. He can get a replica and it'll be just as good on TV. Everyone knows what what his status was when he left the company, which is also why you probably should have let him work all all out and lose to Ricky Starks and Ricky Starks be the real world champion. At least you have somebody who's on your roster under your payroll who has a spotless conduct record. Meanwhile, the last the, it, of Doom. the last image you see of, of uh, CM Punk and AEW is middle fingering the largest paid crowd at a pro wrestling event in the history of this business. Walking out with the title over his shoulder. So, okay, <laughs> cool. We, we've played with a little bit of why him going to Stanford is a thing. Here, here's the other curveball I will throw as far as a finish. Tell him, here's the thing. <laughs> Royal Rumble happens, you get the match. It is what it is. And because of whatever reason, you end up with a no contest. I know people hate non-finishes. I'm not a fan of them either. But just for the fact that you're trying to protect everybody involved. Everybody. At least for that part. So not it's <laughs> you get a you get a no finish. To which you then get the arrival of Mr. Senor Money in the Bank. Who decides who's trying to figure out and decide who to cash in on. So let's say you have like a double KO type thing where both are just, you know, neither can continue. That's your no finish. So here comes Senior Money in the Bank and Senior Money in the Bank has to figure out who he wants to be. He picks Punk. So now Damian Priest is the real world champion of AEW. <laughs> I'm sorry, to me, that is funny. This is that is hilarious. That is crazy, nasty work to me. Throw 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 the broken pencil into this one. Okay. Monday backstage digital exclusive. After you saw in the ring, JD McDonough hand over a purple senior money in the bank briefcase in place of the green one. The green one still in possession of the Judgment Day. Right. The backstage segment shows Finn Balor taking the contract from the green briefcase and placing it into the purple briefcase. Mm-hmm. Before this even happened, I made mention to you that somehow, some way, Finn was going to get his hands on that green briefcase. Well, he's done. Well, that. he's already done that. Right. <laughs> Who's to say he didn't swap the contract out for a for a lunch order? It, it could be a it could be an Amazon receipt. <laughs> it, it could be wings and cigars for for me and you. <laughs> can you, you imagine? Can you imagine him going to the ring with that purple briefcase? Open having somebody open up, be like, "You won the match, but it's for nothing because this what you have here ain't nothing in it." And then your man's cash is in the real deal, and. You know, there's your winner and new. However, Adam Pierce has been a pretty straight down the middle daddy authority figure. He'll figure something out. Now, the question I have for you is: There's a whole lot of this going on here. The question I have for you is: Does that get drug out to Royal Rumble? Knowing what we just saw a few days ago. 
CM Punk is the monkey wrench in all of creative, all across professional wrestling. Because he is he's such a polarizing figure that he's going to draw money wherever he goes and in whatever situation you put him in. Had CM Punk still been in Jacksonville, I would have 100% said, you're going to get Seth to carry the title for as long as he can, milking the back injury. When he finally does get to a point where it's time to lose, that's where Damian Priest is coming out to cash in. But behind him comes Finn Balor, levels Priest with his case, (laughs) cashes in, beats Seth, finishes his story, and then that's how you end up with Damian Priest versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Hold, Hold that thought. Hold that thought. So... Uh, is it is it safe to say that we're in Stanford right now for the show? I mean, you know, we we we're Stanford adjacent. Okay, so payback was this last Saturday, and on the card, missing from the card, glaring omission, any mention of bloodline. No, but you know, you know my reason for that is because this was your only opportunity to put Kung Fu Panda on a platter. Oh, pedestal, I'm sorry. But, but we did Tomato, get we did get Bloodline on the show. Of course, because what is a show without Bloodline? It's not a show. It's not it's a, a show. <laughs> we got... It's, it's an exhibition. Cody Rhodes, in an episode of The Grayson Waller Effect... Saying to himself, "I hope we know what I hope I know. I hope we know what we're doing here," and introduces the newest Monday, uh, newest member of Monday Night Raw, being main event Jey Uso, with the remix version. I did not expect to see him back on TV this fast, especially especially after he quit. So I I feel like you should have let that kind of breathe a little bit. The the man quit a month ago, and you trade him. You how do you trade someone who quit? It's the same thing as an athlete holding out. If he's holding out, you know he's not going to play for you. So trade him. And <laughs> get something in return. Let me say this too real quick while, while we're on the topic of Jey Uso. I, How stupid are you, casual fan? How stupid are you that you honestly thought that he was going to end up at an AEW show because his contract expired? Leave them people alone. It's still real to them, damn it. Leave them people alone, bro. What 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 bloodline gang member have we seen on AEW television in the four and a half years of existence? Is Jeff Cobb kin to them? No. Has has uh has the Samoan werewolf been on AEW television? Neck you know better than that. Uh was was Carry the uh, one. Was Trinity ever backstage? Multiply it by zero. I'm running out of I'm running out of answers here, fam. There's your answer. I well, you know, there's that. Do better, casual fan. We have a hashtag for you. We haven't used it in quite some time, but it won't exist. Just know that. Look, it, here we we run into this every day. 
and we see it in the the comment section is where logic goes, goes to, to die. die every time anytime all the time so you see these discussions and these arguments take place and it's like this makes absolutely no sense how are you functioning as a human being in society the answer is usually you're not <laughs> And I get it. We fantasy book here all the time. We just got through doing it. We come up with all these different scenarios. It just so happens we're better at it than most of y'all. But I just just want people to do better about what they're... Think about what you're saying before you say it. You don't have to press send immediately. Think it out. You ain't gonna show up. Sometimes it's cool just sit in the background and just watch. It's You know what? Sometimes you... You can hide by just hitting the like button or hitting the laugh button. Just give give a reaction and keep it moving because sometimes your two cents isn't enough for the price of admission. That's another jewel right there. Just Look, I'll be here all week. Now I'm no fees and all that. Yeah, not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. But Stanford is in the, in the catbird seat right now because either you can continue doing what you were doing, which was working just fine, or if you can get your hands on this Infinity Stone, even if it is for six months, even if it is on a one-year prove-it deal, you're going to have the upper hand for the next 12 months worth of television. Which, because which, every time Cult of Personality plays, you know there's the there is the there's the opportunity for a viral moment. It happened back in 2011 and 2012. Anytime that man came out, the numbers spiked in that last segment. This is true. This is the guy that brought AEW their first million dollar house, brought them consistent one million plus viewers as far as ratings. It could be argued that he brought them the largest paid wrestling crowd in history. He certainly contributed. Like I, I won't say the whole thing is based on it. No, I'm, I'm more of the person who says you went to, a, you basically took water to the desert, and when you took water to the desert, you could sell it for whatever you wanted to. Perfect. Perfect segue. Perfect. Answer me this. At the okay. end of All In, they announced All In 2. Well, All In London 2. 2024. Wembley Stadium. Uh-huh. With everything that's happened in the last week. Two weeks. Who could possibly main event a good enough card to generate a redo in those ticket buys. I um, you want both competitors, or you just want one person? I just need one one needle mover. Ain't nobody gonna like what I'm finna say, but it's gonna make all the sense in the world. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a type. <laughs> Cranberry mimosa. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> choke, choke mode punk. If if for whatever reason everybody just came back to the table with cooler heads and a bigger bag and said, look, we're trying to repeat this 80,000 thing to show it wasn't a fluke. 
and you can pull the trigger on that and get whoever is the opponent. Doesn't even matter. It could be Max, it could be Kenny, it could be Adam Cole, it could be Hangman Page. I don't think I'd pay to see that. Um, it could be Samoa Joe again. It could be it could be literally anybody. Doesn't matter. Him in the main event back in that chaotic environment, I would buy that. I'd buy that pay-per-view just to see what happens because I know for a fact there is the opportunity for chaos. What did I say? I am an advocate of chaos. It is the ultimate oh moment that we don't know is going like it's it's insane the idea of that you bringing that up and how plausible it may be especially considering up until this whole issue with jungle buck that he was on an apology tour hangman page included on this apology tour yeah i mean like if he's if he may if what we're being told is to be true and that he's made outward gestures to try to at least start a dialogue for reconciliation then i don't see how you can continue to label him as the cancer and as the bully if he's trying to reconcile and here's here's one of the biggest telling factors about the fact he was trying to reconcile for a lot of those issues did you happen to see what chris jericho said about him after all of i did but enlighten the fans so for those of you who uh, don't listen to uh chris jericho's podcast talk is jericho I, I don't, and it's not for any particular reason. It's just not in my rotation at the moment. I, I but, pick and uh, choose very sparingly because he does have some good content, but it's just not its not for me. But go ahead. So there's a transcript from it basically saying that, you know, they spoke to each other the day of All In. Chris Jericho basically approached him, kind of shooting the breeze, and wanted to know um, about a certain move that he planned on using in his match. And since he knows that CM Punk uses that move in matches, he wanted to make sure they weren't going to step on each other's toes. Super cool. That's professionalism. Then I guess um, Jericho says he ended up he ended up making a joke saying he was planning on using the, the GTS just to see what he would say. And I guess they might have had a, a small chuckle about it, or Punk kind of looked at him like, "Spiat, so <laughs> Either way. That is far different from the comments Chris Jericho was making about CM Punk a year ago. Same time. He he did everything. He called CM Punk everything but a child of God. And I mean he went in. He played he played he told the company line to the letter. To the letter. And defended anybody who was still a stalwart still a fixture within the company while said man phil phil brooks cm punk was labeled as an outcast and a ne'er-do-well soon to probably not no longer be with the company like it was the indefinite was so long that people forgot that he was actually injured and was filming a show we don't want him we don't need him we don't need guys like that around like it, it cancerous he almost went scorched earth almost not quite but to see that turn around the way it did a year later lets me know that mending fences was a thing that was going on which also kind of lets me know that a minor skirmish here's here's the other thing 
Who's ever been fired for fighting in AEW? Nobody. Nobody. Until now. Sent, no, I don't think he got fired for fighting. So, oh, okay. Actual charge. Yeah, nobody. Sent Sammy and, and Kingpin. Suspension at the very best. Sammy and Andrade. Suspension at the very best. Thunder Rosa versus the entire Andr- women's division. Andrade is on, the, is on a milk carton too, but continue. I mean, he's back and he's gone again, but you know. But uh, Thunder Rosa versus the entire women's locker room. Sim- all but retired. Nobody got fired though. Right. Um, Mental health. There was, a, there, there was another issue in the women's locker room that had nothing to do with Thunder Rosa, but it was a cult. There's one, uh, one young lady who was let go but she had issues with Britt Baker and her circle of friends. And it was a recent story. I'm sorry for not remembering who the names because I didn't really get into the story. But you've got that. So that you've had disagreements and discussions and different things that have turned physical in AEW. No one's ever been fired. I don't, and CM Punk included, and the elite. Nobody's been fired for fighting. I personally believe, I don't have anything to substantiate this. I'm just looking at it and using common sense. Phil Brooks was fired for whatever happened between him and Tony Khan. So whatever made Tony Khan fear for his life, whether it be the alleged lunging, whether it be the verbal berating, whether it be the threatening to quit, whatever it was. Or maybe it was the fact that the the alleged chokeout happened right on like right next to his feet. So it's still it's still a skirmish. It's like if you okay. if you're not if you're not familiar with that type of atmosphere and you've never been around that in your life, it's okay. a simulated combat sport. You don't think testosterone is a thing? Oh, it's real. But that's it, why you test also, for it. But, <laughs> talk about it. But also to that point, if we're to believe the con- the the confrontation happened the way it's been reported, which has been sixty different ways, but the last version where. Um, Jungle Buck <clears throat> does his spot, ends his match, and then walks by Punk, I guess, on some whatever. And whether you believe Punk made the first move by saying, do we have a problem? Or you believe Jack Perry's shoulder bump Punk, either way. If you believe Punk approached him first and asked, did we have a problem? Jack Perry could very easily have diffused that situation. And he could have done it passive aggressively, like like what seems everybody else does around there. Say, fam, we got a problem? Do we? No, we don't have a problem at all. <laughs> Walk off. End of discussion. Punk's on his way to the ring. Done deal. Or you just show you shoulder bump somebody, and now it's like, hey, do we have a problem? Now it's a face off. You can still, you can back off. You can basically back off and play the victim. We got a problem here. We we got a problem here. People do. There's a segment of viewers that have no clue where that comes from. <laughs> Sorry, they need they need to stay there too. They need to stay right there. <laughs> Ferris always trying to shoot somebody. But um, yeah, it, it's hard to it when you really think about the the facts as they're being presented. There's a lot of different reasons you just can't necessarily decide to fire either one of them for it because they're equal amounts of wrong. Right. So to fire Phil Brooks and not fire Jack Perry 
doesn't really make sense if they're both guilty of the same thing. So, okay, here's where we get to this game. The game is called Change the Names. I want us to tell this exact story, but change the names of the people involved. We're going to substitute for different professional wrestlers, and I want to see if everybody still feels the same way. So, here's what I'm going to do. Playing the part of CM Punk is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you can pick whoever you want to be Jack Perry. Before I before I pick my my opponent, <laughs> my adversary, if you will, is this Brock Lesnar playing the role of CM Punk post first incident from 2022? We can do it for each incident. It doesn't even matter. Matter of fact, do it. Okay, we're going to do it just for all in, just for the second incident. Then we'll go back and do it for the first one. And I'll pick a completely different person to play CM Punk. So for all in. Here's a good one. Hook. I was I was hoping you pick somebody different because Hook is... Hook has no reputation to speak of one way or the other. So it's like if Brock Lesnar beat up Hook, it's like... Now you got to fight his father. Okay. Jackson, pick one. Matt. Okay. Matt Jackson. Okay. Um, so to tell the story from all in, you have to tell the story that it started on collision. So Matt Jackson wants to super kick random person A with thumbtacks on his shoes again. And because of the new safety <laughs> protocol, the powers that be on collision say, you know what? That's not safe. We're not okay with it. We're not going to do it. Matt Jackson actually doesn't fit this because he's an EVP. He has too much power. Okay. Swap out swap out another one. Okay. Cool. You need re- regular talent. No one with a dual role. Ricky Starks. Be from, and be from any company. Ricky Starks. Be Stark. from anywhere. Oh, from anywhere? Yeah, be from anywhere. Okay. We're just playing a game to change the names. Okay. Uh, Brian Myers. Gee, okay. <laughs> Brian Myers wants to drop an elbow from the top rope with. Uh, he wants to do this. The he wants to do the Orange Cassidy spot where he tapes his elbow, dips it in glass, and drops an elbow off the top rope. On Brock Lesnar. Doesn't even have to be on Brock Lesnar. He just wants to do it on Collision. Okay. All right. All right. And those in the, those in authority, backstage people whoever says no I could have picked Nick Gage for this one but go ahead (laughs) would have been just as good (laughs) so so they tell him no he pitches a fit about it to the point that several people have had to go to him and say no we can't do this because of the new safety protocol because AEW as you remember has a recently instated safety protocol after um, what's my guy um, I know not from Matt Hardy. Flight. No, have a top. Oh, uh, Darius Martin. Yeah, or- broke his ankle in three three different directions. So they keep telling him no, until the point that he is so belligerent about not conforming that you have to go anoint a member of the locker room as leadership to get the message across. This anointed leader happened to have been Brock Lesnar. 
Brock Lesnar approaches Brian Myers, <laughs> tells him what's not going to happen on this show because that's not how we do things here. And now there's a rift between Myers and Lesnar. You can't tell me what to do. I've been doing it for years. Bingo. And I'm <laughs> friends with the guys in charge, so you don't tell me nothing. What you say doesn't matter to anybody but yourself. Keep it moving, pimp. Go to All In. You're wrestling. Brian Myers is wrestling on the pre-show. Does the spot anyway. Finally gets he gets his rocks off finally, and then taunts the camera, knowing Lesnar's about to go out to wrestle his match, and says, "Real glass, no big deal." <laughs> then leaves from that situation, walks past Lesnar, and a confrontation ensues. However, you decide the confrontation came about. Let's let's go with the let's go with the idea that. Uh, Brian Myers shoulder bump Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar being about that action just decided to front face lock him guillotine him into into basically a compromised position <laughs> night, in the process night night, <laughs> night, night. in the process knocking over monitors um, basically causing a fracas <laughs> not a fracas <laughs> two yes <laughs> Scaring the bejesus out of Tony Khan in the process. The bag. You scared the bag. Now, this story is told exactly this way involving these people. And then we say Brock Lesnar snapped at Tony Khan. He's called him something else and did it. You firing Brock Lesnar? Nah. Nah. At the end of the day, who's going to end up as the villain in all this? If, if the story my if, if, the, Brian Myers. if the story is told Brian Myers all day long but it's it's been told for the last two weeks with with the other names but with this name same same rules apply everybody's been muzzled except for those who but really everybody in this case everyone's been muzzled I think that's Every, the, everybody's been muzzled but it seems like new details come out from people mm-hmm. who are on the scene every day <laughs> scoop Johnson here <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Look, like it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of loose lipping going on. And what do we always say? Loose lips sink ships. ships. It's a lot of loose lipping going on back there. And apparently, there's supposed to be a whole lot of video that was filmed. Whole lot of video, video, video. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? So that's the part I'm trying to figure out. Like, are you gonna fire Brock Lesnar over something like that? Okay. Is Brock Lesnar a bully for for? Okay. Here's how I know. I've seen worse. Oof. You remember WrestleMania 34? Yes. What was the main event? Wasn't that Brock and Roman? Yes. That was the that was the walkout, wasn't it? Mm. Walkout Mania. Walkout mania. When when they everybody left during the main event, they might have, but this this was a uh, seemed like they changed the finish like either mid match or changed it right before. Okay. Where Lesnar was probably gonna go home, but they worked out something else, so they changed the finish and Roman didn't go over. You know where Roman basically got concussed, got split like Randy Orton did and bled a whole face yeah. full of blood. Yep. When Lesnar goes back through the curtain and throws the titles at Vince. 
<laughs> Did Vince fire Brock Lesnar? Of course not. In fact, he paid. In he fact, paid him again. Not yet. Not only did he pay him again, but I, I think he was working on a handshake or or a, a per appearance deal for that match. And, that's all I'm. And, that's all I'm saying. And here he about. here he is. Seven years later, like that's just when we're when we start comparing situations and saying what somebody should or shouldn't be reprimanded for. Like reprimand is one thing, termination is something completely different. Now, there's 50% of the internet wrestling community that says, "Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever CM Punk is involved in, he's the he's the he's the problem. He should be removed." There's another half Trash. that kind of looks at it like. <laughs> the other half looks at it like CM Punk can do no wrong, and then there's like us that's right in the middle. It's like we're just looking for logic. What, which does not exist ever. We're looking for logic and consistency. That's it. It's like if you're gonna fire one, fire both. But again, that feeds my point that he didn't get fired for the fight. He got fired for what happened between him and his boss, which we may never find out until this goes to litigation. Hmm. We don't deal with put up with litigation. <laughs> we'll have to this time. Okay, so go go back to last year's uh, the brawl out at all out. Okay, we're gonna you choose who CM Punk is. Cody. Cody, perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect. I don't even need to recast the elite. Perfect. It's the it's the perfect Factual. storm. Perfect. So it's the physical, Rose, physical embodiment of the paperwork that that paperwork battle that actually happened. So, bing bong. So, after after all out, Cody Rhodes is eating muffins next to Tony Khan, talking about how much he works with children and can't stand this situation, and these EVPs are trash. So while in the dressing room with him, what is his dog's name? Uh, spot. Not, not my liver no, spot. Come on, man. No, no, no. Arn Anderson did not. Did not. No. Because I'm gonna tell you who else is backstage with him. Diamond uh, Dallas Page and Brandy Rhodes. Pharaoh's his name. Pharaoh. So Pharaoh's back there. Then Brandy Rhodes, his wife, is back there. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page is there. Dustin's and, there. Silk there. Fiend there. Mama there. P there. And the elite run up to see about that. And Cody duffs one of them. And Dustin and duffs a couple of them. And Pharaoh right. and Pharaoh gets stepped on. Facts. While wearing a service vest. That part. You firing Dustin? You're gonna suspend Cody and fire Dustin. Brandy Brandy might be nursing. Brandy, Brandy was also in the front office at that time too. So now things get a lot more convoluted. So anytime, anytime you guys get ready to pass any sort of judgment or conviction on on some of these situations, play this game. Replace change, the parties. Change, <laughs> change the, the names <laughs> and see if you feel the same way. Because I don't feel like anybody would have had that same reaction had this been Cody, especially knowing what you knew about his time before he left. Keep that same energy. Keep the same energy. 
I don't think CM Punk's a tough guy. Never have. I just feel like, one, he has enough money where he does not have to have the conversation about what do I do without wrestling, which makes him incredibly dangerous. Why? Because he's not going to put up with the nonsense. He doesn't have to do it for a check. He doesn't have to do it for his livelihood. This man has a has a Marvel comic book. He's got movie situations. He's got acting roles here and there. He has a wife that is involved with the Women's Wrestling Federation that has a TV deal with CBS. He is not hurting for finances. Not to mention there's probably another quarter worth of AEW, AEW merchandise checks coming through. Not to mention payroll. Then there's that. Is there a buyout with this termination? Because that money just don't disappear. And the contract, I'm sure, wasn't up before November the 20, whatever the hell. So either AEW is going to try to get some money back, which will take this to litigation, or CM Punk is going to argue that you still owe me money, which will take this to litigation. There's no, there's nothing about this that says we're just going to cut it off right here. I don't work for you anymore. You don't owe me any more money. The only That's thing, not how that works. the only thing that could possibly hurt CM Punk in this situation monetarily would be if, when it goes to litigation, Khan drags it out long enough to where it milks Punk's account dry because Khan's bag is bigger and will still be there when Punk's bag dries up. This is true. However, I will say to Punk's credit, he has beat the system before. He has beat a bigger bag in court before. Oh yeah, he's got some, got some, got some people I mean, in his just, corner. Right, just, just, from the, just from his legal team period and just, so it's not necessarily a situation where you can only wait him out with money. That doesn't necessarily always get it done. Here, here's what's even crazier. This, this is a, this was a litigation that was with someone who, who he considered to be a friend, like a really close personal friend at one point. Someone who he helped out financially. You don't just do that for people that you just like. And he, and he, and he, and he was able to walk away unscathed. That said, I'm, I'm not. I don't I really don't know if Punk stays around in this litigation long enough to reap the, reap the, the real benefits but in the event that he does the one thing that he has that virtually nobody else has is the innate God-given ability even though he's an atheist to shut the hell up for long periods of time he has learned. He has learned. Even though I know for a fact he probably has not signed any NDAs, that's not his. It's that not his style. Operandi. It's not his style. If he had, he's perfectly happy taking whatever information he has to the grave. It's chess, and if we're to believe everything we've been presented, you're playing chess with children. And if you're playing chess with children, you just wait. And on that chessboard, he's a queen. He moves all <laughs> over the place real fast. Facts. So it's like we're we we fantasy booked a return to Stanford. He may not be thinking about Stanford like that. We may again, we may see more of him on heels for the rest of his natural career. Twenty twenty three just might be a wrap. It might just be a wrap for, for the rest of the year. If he decides, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk this out. I'm going to make them walk this all the way out. Cool. 
we may not see him do anything else in 2023. And I'm sure he's totally okay with that. Because it's not like his return to wrestling was as much fun as he might have thought it was going to be. Injury after injury. The only person in history to win the world championship twice and lose it twice without being beaten. <laughs> I mean, exactly. So some might even argue that it might have been better if he never came back. Because at least then you would have had the legacy and then you would have had the the clamoring and the whispers. You would have had the legend of a return versus what you actually got, which was total mismanagement, money left on the table, professional chaos, and an overall bad experience for the fans. This one goes up there with, um, to me, with Stone Cold Double Turn that never happened. When uh, Steve Austin became uh, corporate Steve with with Mr. Man, got his hand raised over the rock, and then uh, should should have stunned Mr. McMahon, but didn't. Right. All in the original. All that hoopla about Punk being there and T-shirts being sold, appearances being had, and he didn't show up. Imagine if it would have happened then. This is and this is before AEW was even a, a thing. It was just an indie just, show. <clears throat> all Hangman had to do was just cut the promo that they had talked about. That's it. But <laughs> it, it, all of this is just funny because there's like a level, there's tribalism within tribalism going on. Like there's the there's the pro there's the pro WWE stance. There's the pro AEW stance. But now within AEW, there's a pro half of AEW stance and a pro other half. <laughs> there's like pro elite and then there's pro everybody else. So the elite can do no wrong in whatever the business situation is, which is also why if this goes to litigation, there's going to be a lot of trouble because you have contracted in-ring talent who is also doubling as front office executives so this is why i expected the first all out though we had the first all out confrontation to go to litigation because as in-ring talent completely agree with what you did but you are a superior putting hands on a subordinate whether it be self-defense or not you are superior putting hands and, and in fact, it's like you can say it could be argued that it was a gang mentality because you have three EVPs on paper putting hands on a subordinate. And you're far better with corporate jargon than I am. So I, this is where I would absolutely defer to you. But at the same time, it makes me think you had another way that you could handle this. Like you got in your talent mode, said, I'm going to run up on him and see what's up. I can't disagree with it because I feel like in that situation, I probably would have done the same thing. But you went in there, you took your L, and once you took your L, now you want things to go by the corporate book. When very easily, after that promo or after that press conference, could have easily said Monday morning, Jacksonville, in our office, boardroom, 9 a.m., we got some things we need to iron out. Be there! (laughs) Be there or be fine. 
And then when you get there, I'm gonna find you for conduct detrimental. Like I, if you're gonna play the game, play the game. Like okay, you wanna you wanna speak out of bounds. Now I'm gonna make your life hard as hell. That one I can get away with. Let's uh let's play one last game before we get Please. up out of here. Yeah, I, I think I yeah I think we've exhausted this already. People. I don't think anybody who looks at this situation with any sort of clarity or any sort of um, unbiased. The people, the, the pundits that are talking via the internet, typing whatnot, these clowns are the ones who, if given a microphone and a platform to actually say how they feel about the situation, what backpedal over every logical idea that comes across as, well, what if this was a situation? How would you feel about, okay, let's replace these people with your family members. How do you feel about this now? They will be the ones backpedaling. They're so steadfast to talk about how bad uh, Punk is as a, as a person. Y'all, bless you. No one ever, like, well, I can't say no one ever, but most of the people who are talking this nonsense never met CM Punk face to face. Neither have we. Neither have we. But I guarantee but you, can, you can pull up archives on this show and say we were tired of tired of Phil talking about coming back to wrestling if he wasn't coming back. Six years strong. You better go back and check something. And growing. <laughs> but in these situations, right is right. That's, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Right is right. That's it. it. That's all re, we are going to do today. If you don't want to play with wrestling, uh, wrestling heads, replace the name with family members. Across the bo- across the board, everybody's got beef. No one has a perfect family. Everybody's got beef with family, to some degree, or, or has had beef with family to some degree. In where in there somewhere, there's somebody that's rubbed you the wrong way. If it, if only it was for a weekend. Back to this last game we're gonna play. We're talking about people coming back. We mentioned earlier I, Jay Uso coming back. Right. Welcome back, Us. Welcome back, Us. One time for the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Still your daily acknowledgement. Don't care where you at, you still the one. Still, fam, still. Who we trading for Jay? And I'm taking Cody off the table. I'm glad you did, because that's the the consensus pick from the internet wrestling community. They say it's Cody, hands down, no other options. I'm gonna tell you why I I took Cody off the table. Cody going to SmackDown is the lowest of low-hanging fruit simply because the whole idea of him going there is to finish a story that does not need to end. If Paul Heyman told you that we were in the bottom of the third and if this is the top of the fourth, you have the possibility, the small possibility of having two Bloodline members and separate matches, main event, WrestleMania. Why would why would you want that to not be the case? Uh, I'm all unless something drastic happens to shift where I think all this is going. The bloodline is headlining both nights of WrestleMania again. Talk your talk. This is <laughs> Jay Jay versus Jimmy Night One and Cody versus Roman Night Two. But then again, there's also an opportunity that it could be solo. Solo versus Roman. Be, that's the card. That's a card they have not played yet. Good one. Damn good one. So 
Cody off the table. It could be it could be Jay versus Damian Priest for all we know. It could be. I'm still saying Priest and Balor because that it has to. That's explode. the that's the biggest that's the biggest story out of it all right now. So, peep this. I throw you a curveball about who it could be if it's not Cody. Seth. Ooh. Now let me say you why. You don't have to, but but please enlighten me. But for the viewer, yes, and the listener. So we're looking at this situation where. Seth's title reign is coming to an end sooner than later. Just because of the, if the if the healing of the back is a work or a story, doesn't matter. The title reign's gonna end soon because he's playing into it far too much. So let's say during his sabbatical and his time off, you don't see him, you don't hear from him. And then when he does return, it's at, it's at some ambiguous event like Royal Rumble. <laughs> you don't have to give up who the trade is right now but during the road to Wrestlemania he just pops up on Friday night he's the trade he's no longer world heavyweight champion Roman is going to take a sabbatical after Wrestlemania assuming he loses and then you have a new face of Friday nights and Cody can continue to run the flagship on Mondays and the story there is Seth can't beat Cody and now you keep them apart until it's time for Seth and Cody Four. Seth, that's number one. I like it. Um, who else makes sense? Um, to go from Raw to SmackDown. Mind you, mind you, it has to be someone of extreme value because they're billing Jay. As main event, Jey Uso, as a top star, but more now than he ever has been as part of the of the bloodline. Um, possibly Finn Balor. I, that's actually my next guess. So if you if you had a situation where Finn kind of ran off with the title type thing, he, he absconded with the championship, and you had to keep those guys separated. For however long, that would be a good way to do it. That and then that would also put Damian Priest at the top of a list for a Royal Rumble winner. The only flaw with that logic to me is the fact two champions on one show. Nah, you got someone who is literally still on SmackDown showing up on Raw every week. L A Knight. Yeah. Well look, this brand split is is situational at best. So I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just, it's situational at best. There's no continuity to it. We're just trying to get the, the people who will get the biggest reaction on television on whatever show we need them on at the time. Funny you should mention that. Here's here's somebody that gets a reaction regardless of how much you like or dislike the reaction. Who, who, who can still bring value to SmackDown. Who? The Miz. I can see that. Certainly better than what they got going on with Grayson Waller as far as a talk show segment. You still you still have LA Knight on SmackDown. But you've already walked that dog with, with Knight and Miz. You can keep them away from each other. Maybe have backstage segments where they interact. Even even Tongue and Cheek have have Chunk Tongue and Cheek have beef backstage. But they don't have to be in the ring. They don't have to dance together. Miz has been a star anywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. 
this would be no different. Facts. He's already going to be with if, if they do another another season of Miz and Misses, he'll be on USA even if he's not on Monday Night Raw. Why wouldn't you get him on two nights a week on two different networks? What if Damian Priest is the trade? So you don't break up Judgment Day, you just trade him out of it. But there's still there's still an army, not a navy, or better yet, a navy, because Damian, I mean, uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley are, are pulling double duty on uh, on NXT, and Rhea can technically still come. Well, no, she can't come to SmackDown. That ain't her set. That ain't her she set. set. You're right. She's set tripping, and NXT is just some. We're just doing that for ratings. That ain't got no real. That has no real bearing on what actually happens. But Judgment Day was traded as a unit to Money Night Raw. They were, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have to stay mm. that way. With someone, with someone the level of Jay Uso being traded to Raw, I'm sure whoever's in charge would have made ask for special concessions so they get draft whoever they want. If Cody is one A and is earmarked as untouchable because he's the next coming of whomever. And Jay Uso was one B, and now is one A on Monday Night Raw. One uh, B for Monday Night Raw would be Damian Priest, in, that, in my opinion. See, so you got Seth, you got Damian Priest. Who else do we put on the list? Finn. Finn. We put Miz on the Miz. list. Uh, I'm at this point. I'm ready to break up Terrence and Phillip. KO and Sammy. For those of you who don't know the inside joke. So you put KO on SmackDown? Absolutely, because KO ain't been wanting to do nothing but chase Roman and the Universal Title. That's been that's been his goal the entire time. Grand Championship, being, ta- being yeah, being tag champs with Sammy was a byproduct of that. So, yeah. So would you? Oh wait, because Finn and Damian Priest are tag champs now. Mm-hmm. So him yes, going to SmackDown doesn't even matter because they can still go on both brands until they lose them belts. You took that burden off of the shoulders. Ooh. You, you see how you got stuff? You got different situations that you can kind of mess around with and play with. And there are options on the table. Who else is on Raw's roster that, that's worthy of a trade to SmackDown? That's, that would actually make That's li- literally my next question. Well, where's our trusty roster? I'm just thinking about the last few main events because it was Terrence and Phillip and Judgment Day is pretty much who all has been. Cody, Seth, you don't want to put Shin Split back over there because he just came from SmackDown. I'm good on that. Let's see. As I'm scrolling, keep talking. I'm scrolling. I'm sitting here looking too. I, I don't... Like I just named we the people that we named off the people who've been the main event over the last I don't know six months. What if it's not a man? Who on Monday Night Raw's roster? Don't say Rhea Ripley. I mean that would have been I was trying for inclusion, bro. Chill. But, but trying for inclusion is one thing, but you're putting both belts on one brand. So what you want to unify the belts the the same the same way that you got a, a unification and a split. You're going to do the exact same thing after they rebrand the belt? Nah, that doesn't work. See, I would I would have said Drew McIntyre, but mm. we just got him off SmackDown, so no. Not just got him off SmackDown. We don't even know his situation is. He's about to turn heel. That's his situation. 
we about to get Psychopath Drew back, and I, I for one, am ecstatic. <laughs> I am, I for one, am absolutely I, ecstatic. I'm so about sick it. of the three, two, one countdown. My goodness, it is old. It's over, but it's old. Let's see. If that here. makes any sense, we, like, we just need to freshen up things. We need new music. We need a different look. We need some. Ooh. We need a couple of tweaks. How do you feel about Bronson Reed? Doesn't doesn't equal out. You can't do uh, Walter. Um, I got. I, I thought about him, but because he's Intercontinental Champion, until he loses the title, you can't even have that conversation. But guess who you can have that conversation about? Who's that? Logan Paul. But he's not on any brand, though. <laughs> When has logic ever gotten in the way of a good story? Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul could literally spot his way into a SmackDown main event. Hey, here, here's a here's a back channel story uh, story puzzle piece for people like us. MVP. It, is well, it, is it MVP he? MVP and Omos? Ah. Uh, they're on SmackDown. Are they? I believe. Last time we last time we saw Omos, Omos, I thought it was on Raw. I think Omos is. Let me, let me double check the SmackDown roster. I think he's on Smack. No, I think he's homeless. Chill. Wow. Chill. Again, why are we letting logic and, and, and facts get in the way of a good story? But that's pretty much that's pretty much it, though. I'm scrolling and I'm running out of options, my guy. Well, I, this ain't this ain't looking good. The perfect time, to, the perfect time to do this. Pencil pushes. If you have somebody that you think is worthy of being traded, not named Cody Rose or anybody that we named off, hit us up. Show brokenpencilbc.com, brokenpencilbc at gmail.com. On all things social, at brokenpencilbc on what? Everything. 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 So I've taken to the house. I'm done. Pencil pushers. Like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, and you know, tell a friend to tell a friend and then tell that friend again. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down. Once again, this is dedicated to Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk, and now also Sheik Adnan LKC. Tim Bell salute. <laughs>